podcast for the perimenopausal um and we thank you for joining us because yes. without you we wouldn't have a show we would be nothing we would be nothing shouting into the wind 33 listeners <laughs> someone asked me the other day a podcasting person asked me the other day how many downloads we have every episode and i said i don't know three hundred thousand or something like that and he looked at me and he said why are you really wealthy and i went oh maybe it's 300 i don't know <laughs> we've had more than fifty thousand downloads that's pretty cool. But that's of that's of the hot flush and of William Berry. That's probably mainly me though, because I listened to it twice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Bumping that's mainly me, numbers. like everyone's coming for me. I know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we came on air, Mrs. Wu, uh, Mrs. Berry and I were talking about writing a two women stand up show. I know we should. We'd be like Judith Lucy and. Um, that gorgeous woman who is now on the ten Channel Ten show in the mornings, Denise, 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 Scott and their show. Do they have a show today? They did a two person. They did a two a two women show. Okay, so we'll just put that down with our other list of things we need to do too. A world domination. Chop chop, chop chop. And last week I turned forty five. I know. So chop chop indeed. Happy birthday, thank Mrs. you very Lou. much. We had a lovely uh, day, didn't we? We did. We had a gorgeous lunch. That place was a little fine, wasn't it? Oh. It was called Mama. Yeah, Masa, Mulan, Mama Mulan. Yeah, Mama Mulan in Chatswood. So oh, get yourself there. Gorgeous space, and I do believe I ate almost an entire one of those bowls of the fried eggplant. Oh, did you? Did you like that? Oh, I think I chose oh. that for you. I ate like ten soft shell crabs. Oh, I did nail a few of those <laughs> mushroom spring rolls as well. <laughs> but anyway, turning forty-five, I've got yes. quite a depressing story to tell you. What, what happened to me this morning? Oh. Now. We didn't actually tell you why One Night in Bangkok was our opening line because tomorrow I'll be spending two nights in Bangkok and then I'm going to a little resort town called Hua Hin to take in some sunshine with my youngest son, one of his best mates and the best mate's mum who happens to be one of my best mates too. That is going to be so lovely. I'm really looking forward to it. But I realised that I'd run out of my Lexapro this morning. So I started going, oh, maybe that's just, maybe that's just the, um, Universe's way of telling me oh that my God. I don't need to take my <laughs> antidepressant anymore. Oh, Mrs. Wu! And then Mr. Wu said, oh, you will be taking your antidepressant. Off you go, off to the doctor's. At 9 o'clock, I turned up at the doctor's without an appointment. So I went and I said, look, I just need to get my antidepressant. I said, I thought I was just going to go off, but she's like, yeah, nah. <laughs> Not when you're going on a holiday. You just, no. She's she a said, foreign you country. Holiday, you're going to be relaxed. It's great. Here's your script. Well, he'll just take your blood pressure. Oh. I went, oh, like, sure, like, no worries, because I've lost all this weight and yeah. done all this healthiness. And then she said, oh, it's a little bit high. We're going to have to look at that when you when you come back. We're going to have to get some bloods. So then I burst into tears. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know I'm crying, but I just don't want to know if I'm dying. And she's like, oh, holy shit, you need a holiday, don't you? And then I said to her, you are the best. Then I bitched about the doctor that I used to see. But anyway. Um, and then she says, Mrs. Berry, well, you are 45 now. And these things are just going to happen. Uh, 
Is that like my early onset arthritis in my thumb joints? I'm, I've got it in my toe. Yeah, my big toe. In my big toes and my thumb joints. And I get fatigued. Oh, God, I'm always tired. I've been tired since <laughs> 2000. <laughs> but it really well, it got me thinking. I can't remember I'm the last time I felt the... fully rested. Yeah. No, I'm quite tense right now, just even recalling my getting my... And I've got high... Like, she says not mad high. Yeah. But Can I you remember do... what it was? No. 150 over. I don't know. Just made that up. Um... <laughs> Uh, like and but I do suffer from a bit of white coat anxiety when I get to yes, the doctors you do. because I just I'm so sick of them. I'm so used to them saying because you need to lose some weight uh. and like how many alcohol units do you have and you have to lie about that oh, as well. No, no. But um, I finally find one that I can come clean because <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't judge. <laughs> so I it was only yesterday that I said to Rob how proud I was of myself that for pretty much the last three months. I have not run out of my script before I've filled it. Excellent. So what do you take, Kim, if you don't mind sharing with the punters? Lexapro. How many milligrams? Ooh. God, I don't know. 20? Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, All the cool kids take that. And then um, Lamotrigin. What's that for? Uh, It's um, mood stabiliser. Lexapro is the good one for anxiety. Yeah, so Lexapro, Lamotrigin, and Lamotrigin. Lithium. I thought that a real crackheads took lithium. Yeah, I know. (laughs) When he put me on it, I said, does this mean I have bipolar? Because it's it's sort of one of the go-tos for bipolar. And he said, no, I wouldn't say you're bipolar because your manics aren't really high enough. Your lows are low (laughs) enough, but your highs aren't high enough. And I went, I have to try harder. (laughs) I'm an, I'm an underperforming bipolarist. Bipolarist. And you know Kim the way I do, she does not underperform in anything she does. So if she's going to have bipolar, by God, she's going to have it. I got Yeah, that's right. Please remember that we are not um, doctors or health no. professionals and we always just speak about our own experiences yes. with these things. So if you are suffering, go and see your GP. So look, I have been on some form of, you know, head med for almost 20 years and with a couple of breaks in there when, you know, pregnant or, or just, you know... Or, or um, meltdown. Yeah. And uh, the fact that it's only been in the last, you know, this year, this is the last couple of months, and I'm like, wow, I'm getting my script filled before they run out. That's and I'm humaning. celebrating. That's called humaning. That's called adulting. <laughs> so while we're talking about mental health, as you know, I have just come from my mental health practitioner, my psychiatrist, who I see every month. Um, who we love. Who we love. And we were having a big chat because everything's, um, now that I have a job and a half job and a, uh, you know, sort of weird millennial employment situation, um, I don't know how these millennials do it. It's just quite keeps you on your toes, not having Don't, one. don't bash. I can't. I'm in a bad mood about millennials, oh, so yeah. I best uh, not say anything. Uh, and, um, but I said, so I had to turn to talking about the boys and Scunter. Mm. So for those who are new to the podcast, my God, just go back and listen and catch up. Uh, my husband, my husband uh, left almost four years ago. Four years in October. Like yesterday. Well, just like yesterday. That emergency um, meeting that we swung into gear. Yeah. The emergency dumpling summit. I know. Kittens bought. I know. Rooms rearranged. Yes. New linen bought. Lots of things that we can um, talk about. So anyway, look, the situation is this. And I know, just before I will interrupt you, I know that a lot of our listeners are in the same situation as this. So listen up, people. So he is 
he he's basically growing more and more disengaged to the point that he now you know in that four years there's only once when he has offered to have the boys like he said i want to take the boys to something that's you know. bullshit so four years so anytime the boys go to his place i've instigated it and he sees them every wednesday night which is as we know hashtag rob night yep and he comes over to my place because it's easier. We both live on other ends of the city, so it would be ridiculous for him to come all the way to get the boys to go back to his place. It's more for the boys. I don't want them on a school night yep. travelling, you know, two hours. So he comes over and he makes dinner and he has a night with them. Now, he's generally there for no more than four hours and he makes dinner. And... When I say makes dinner... He's a chef. Yeah, let's. we should say that he is a chef. His current dinner offering, which it has been for about the last four weeks, is a tub of Latina pasta sauce and a packet of Latina, like ravioli or tortellini. Or, that, that's it. That's what he's cooking for them. He's a chef. Mm. He sees them once a week. He's a lazy motherfucker. Sorry. So... I just... If that's the best he can do, if that is... Mm. Yeah. Ugh, sorry about that, darling. I know. And so, as you know, Felix is home. I keep saying, as you know, sorry. <laughs> Felix is home uh, from university. And the first week, the first Wednesday he was home, they did they went out for Japanese down the road. Uh, and then, you know, this week, week just gone, he made a creamy Latina pasta sauce. So he could have bought mushrooms and onion some garlic and cream and yeah. made it. But yeah. he bought a tub of it. Anyway, <laughs> that still has, you know, that but has they numbers in the ingredients. They didn't need it though. That's the interesting thing because no. you feed them so well anyway. And as if they're going to... Yeah. So I said to Felix the next night when we were making dinner and he came in and said, can I help you? And I said, do you want to chop up this stuff? Oh, hello. Um, and he was chopping stuff up and, and, you know, somewhat cheekily I said, how's your creamy pasta last night? Because there was two bowls, two two servings in bowls in the fridge, so two people had not eaten it, eaten it, I should say. And um, I feel it's like, oh, you know, I'm not eating that shit. <laughs> and so I said to him, "What's happening? You know, how are you feeling about everything with your dad?" And, and he just went, "This is he's 18." He goes, "I'm just so confused." Oh, poor darling. And so we had a chat. And because I said, he is at that age where dads they step in, they step in well, from was, about fourteen. He was halfway through year nine. Yeah, when that, or, or you know two thirds, really? two thirds of the way through year nine. And you know, I, I know. And he was disengaged long before that. Yeah, yeah. So we had a chat about it, and I said to him, "I'm really sorry that the dad you want is not the dad you have." Yeah. And that's just heartbreaking. That you have this is something you're going to have to navigate in your life. I'm really sorry that that's the case. And then he just gave me a big hug and was like, well, have you? And it's like, yeah, you do. So fast forward a few hours and we go to bed. And Grover is in my bed because every night since the husband left, Jasper and Grover have alternated <laughs> sleeping in my bed with me. <sighs> um, <laughs> God bless them. Uh, to keep it's me company. company. Oh, that's so cute. To keep me company. Uh, with, Grover, with, Grover, with Grover, it's a little bit more self-motivated because he's in my bed. Tickle my back. Tickle my back. Now down there. Now my side. Now my arm. Tickle my arm. Now my tummy. 
I'm like, I could just go to sleep. I love you, but just go to sleep. And so he said, what's happening on the weekend? Are you going to Rob's? I said, yes, I'm going to Rob's. I said, is that okay? He goes, yeah, that's all right. And he said, I said, oh, I'd ask dad if he could come over. Now I asked their dad several weeks ago and he said, oh, I'll get back to you. And he never did. So I pinged him on earlier last week and I said, can you, you know, what about, can you do this Sunday? And he just responded with, no, we've got something on. And whenever he says no, that's what he says. No, nothing more, nothing less. He doesn't offer up any. No. I'm going to pick up grandma from the hospital. That no, no, we've got lunch with, you know, her family or we'll call in in the afternoon. Like, nothing. So he said, why? Why can't he? Why? And I said, he just said he had something on. And he went really quiet. Oh, fuck. This is so sad. And I said to him... I'll tell you what, it was the emotional. It was just, my day started at five on Thursday. This was now after 10. I was like, oh, I'm just like, I just want to die. Then you had to go and get half an hour of scratchy to Grover. (laughs) (laughs) So, Groving, then, Groving, I said, oh, I just had a chat with Felix about how he feels and, you know, and and he was like, what did Felix say? And I said, oh, Felix said he's just really confused and doesn't really not, you know. Can they have the conversation with their dad? No. Okay. No. Because he would the relation not care. No, and he's just not even capable of having that conversation. God, I hope his girlfriend gets pregnant with triplets. <laughs> All I'm going to say. <laughs> so, Grovey then, I said, how do you feel? And he burst into tears. Oh, Jesus. This is going to kill you. He said, I said, tell what's happened. You know, tell me. And he said, I just feel like he's not going to turn up. And I said, what do you mean? Turn up to what? And he went, my life. It's 11. Yeah, that is absolutely heartbreaking. And I said, do you know who will turn up to your life? Who? <laughs> Me. I'll turn up. You know who else will turn up? Who? Rob. Rob will turn up. Well, that's got me in tears. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. So you are such a good mum. So you are such a good mum. You do so <sighs> much for those boys of yours. You work full time. You juggle all those balls. You do so much, and you don't cop a break. And if you're a dead shit dad out there listening to this, shame on you. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm a bit angry. So I was having a big chat to Michael coming back to this morning about this because I said, you know, a few friends have said to me. The boys need to, you know, and I'm like, I get that, but it's not their job. It's not their job to parent their parent. No, the boys don't need to do anything. But and you know, of course, I'm just like, I just want to write him a letter and just say, do you realise you're losing your children and this is a new like, and and Rob just went, should we just ring him now and put him in? (laughs) And Rob was like, you know, you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can't because he's not, he won't. You know, he's not going to take it in good faith. No, and then he, then he's got evidence that you've cracked it. Yeah. And you know what so, you could do? Just write it and we'll burn it. Yes. Or put it in the freezer. Isn't that what you meant to do? <laughs> uh, so, but the, Michael had a really good line about it. He said, the thing to do, in terms of particularly with the boys as well, the thing to do is we can all ruminate on the things that are bad or that are making us angry or that we hate or that whatever. And... He said, you just have to put that in the sidecar and then all of the things that are wonderful and great and that make your life mm-hmm. ha- happy, he goes, they're, they're, in, they're in your line of sight. They're down the road. You're driving along. 
the diff, that stuff that you can't control and that you can't change, it's in the sidecar because it's there, it's a part of your life, you have, yeah, you know, but, but let's not give it any it's a, it's more a attention. It's a bit disconnected and it's not getting your, it's not getting your focus. Yep. Your life and what you can do is getting it. Mm. And I just thought that was such a great, that's a great thing, tangible, I'm yep. just putting that over there. I'm just, you know, in my head I can feel myself just lifting it and moving it. Yeah, and I think that's what's the problem with uh, women our age, Kim over 45 now, um, is that we ruminate on too much stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've, I'm sick of waking up at 3 o'clock and remembering something that happened to me five years ago. Why am I still fucking pissed off about it? <laughs> and why am I lying here right thinking about it? And, and I'm really making a lot of effort into retraining my yeah. brain and yeah. um, removing the toxicity from my life. Yeah. Um, so, and I think, and I also think for kids, like that's a really good... Um, you know, it's a really tangible thing. He's also given me in the past this notion of taking your worry and putting it on the shelf yep, and then walking away from the shelf. And I think kids really can really use those visuals, you know. Yep. So this idea of imagine you're on a little, you know, motorbike and it's got a sidecar, you know, and you're pedaling along and, and you're feeling a bit worried. Chuck it in the car, chuck it in the car, yeah. keep going forward. That's yeah. really cool. It's very powerful. Yes. Thanks for sharing with the group. That's here. okay. So it was a little, you know, it was a bit convoluted, but I thought... There are so many of us in this age yeah, bracket. and we've got to keep talking about it. We've got to keep talking about it. We've got to know that we're not alone. And, and we all know the that... the ladies of the Hot Flush um, Facebook page. Mm. Quite often someone will reach out and say, I'm in the car, I can't, I can't breathe, you know. Yep. And there is always going to be someone there yeah. to give you advice on what to do. Yes. And you are not alone and you're not going nuts. No, exactly. We're all doing it at the same time. Oh, we so are. We are not alone. That's, you know, okay. it's, it's oh, one of my life mantras. Lou, moving on along here, um, it's day one in New South Wales of the school holidays. Mm. Um, and this morning... Where are yours? Um, oh, one's in Chatswood and one's at his grandmother's eating Hungarian food. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a bit of a free oh, range. Can I go I, there? <laughs> I let my kids, like, probably too much freedom. But I don't oh, mine have... They're sensible. Um, <laughs> sometimes. How, how, what are you doing for your kids? Well, I'm not there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, but this morning, as I said, I'm taking Jack to Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Thailand tomorrow. Um, and Harry's delighted because he's got a whole house to himself. Oh, God. I know. And I don't even care because I'm not going to be here to yeah, know what's true. going on. Um, but he was a bit cranky this morning. And I said, no, you can't go and start someone's house, house tonight because we're having a family dinner for the last night before we go away. Yeah. And he goes, well, I don't really mind if I'm not here. And he was about to launch into some nastiness. And I looked at him and I said, Harry, use your kind words. Just think before. Like, and I was talking to him like he was a toddler again. Yeah. Bless his little socks. But I'll give you the hot tip. He has had a bad report ever since he started high school. He's mucks around. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. So I went and got all these really shitty country boarding school perspectives like Sarah. Sorry if I'm offending anyone. Anyway. Yeah. All these sort of like second, second. Yeah. Sort of cheap ass boarding school. Oh. And I put the, all the prospectuses on his bed and I said, I want you to go through and tell me which one you like the look of the best. Because at, uh, in year 10, you're going to start at this. And he's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to. And I said, well, darling, this school is clearly not working for you. Um, so I need to get the enrollments in for year 10. Can I tell you, he brought home the most glowing <laughs> report card. <laughs> That the words have ever seen. Oh my so god! So there's a parenting hack for you all out there. Oh my, you, 
like, if you could actually see my face, dear listeners, I'm like bowing down before the just the what glory. You need to do. Did you ring up? You said send me your prospectus. Send me your prospectus. That doesn't cost you anything. They all come in the mail. Yeah, because they're all desperate to get people in there, and then you lay them out on the bed and you just play their full. So anyway. Oh God, what have you actually gone? I really like the look of that one. Um, then I would have to probably start prostituting myself. <laughs> so I can send him there. But I, I, didn't, I didn't want to send him away from school. Uh, to school, I got sent away to school when I was 12. Yes. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, I, it's okay. Some kids can do it. I can do it, but it's not for everyone. No, no. You have to be made of certain stock for that yep. to be to be viewed as sort of fun and okay. And Yeah, I miss yeah. home, but I'm all right. Yeah. As or opposed to the kid that's... There's in. a kid over there in the corner slowly starving herself to death yeah. because she's so miserable. Yes. <laughs> Amelia, why are you in the cupboard? <laughs> why do you keep throwing up your breakfast every yeah. morning? I shouldn't laugh, but it did go on at oh, school. Oh, yeah. It was awful Jesus. for those kids that couldn't cope. I, I, went to, I am currently working with a guy who was, family was in South Africa, and he was shipped back to England when he was six. I know. It's horrible. Into boarding school at six. A lot of them do. Even I mean, I know, it was, I know it was the thing, or it was, I mean, it wasn't common, but it was de rigueur for certain echelons of society. Can you use words that I can understand, please? <laughs> um, but can you imagine, a, like, as a, I don't know, as maybe mother, some, some mothers as, as might have mother. just gone, sweet, see ya. Yeah, it depends on the kid, too. I was listening to um, News Breakfast, uh, not News Breakfast, I was listening to Wendy and Robbie Buck. Wendy Harmer and Robert. That's Buckeye. who just rang, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. On ABC um, Radio Sydney Breakfast this morning, and Robbie Buck has sent his fifteen-year-old daughter off to an essay, learn how to write an essay day that's today fun, in the holidays. That's a fun holiday experience. <laughs> oh, Wendy was giving him heaps. Oh, I hope she was heaps. My children are doing. Absolutely nothing, except probably playing about about probably about fourteen hours a fortnight every day. Yeah, I might haven't gotten into it, and I don't I don't even know what it is, and I don't care to, to be honest. Well, I I just I don't know I, I don't know. If, uh, yep, some people will call me negligent, but I just have bigger battles to fry. Speaking of battles, I, battles to fry, battles to fight, battles fight. to oh, whatever. Um, speaking of battles, this week I might took my battle axe weariness into do some. Uh, maintenance, and I actually wrote an article mm. about this. Um, some people upkeep, you know, with regular appointments, yes. regular waxing, regular yes, haircuts, regular yes. leg yes. shaving or whatever it is. Yes. Um, and that's a little bit like I equated that to like a neat cottage that people just upkeep. <laughs> I'm like the shitty rental on the corner that's got the, the bloody letterbox full of the dead, dead bush out the dead front bush letterbox full of old flyers for domino's pizza the awnings are sagging awnings are sagging and, and like the lights all the lights are off because they, they haven't been redone there's mold in the bathroom and then you go holy shit i'm living in a shithole and then you start from the top and you work your way down so last week i had a look in the mirror i didn't like what i saw kid no, I didn't know who that old bitch was staring back at me. <laughs> so I went and had the full body treatment, hair, brows. I got to do my mow this afternoon. I just couldn't. She was really too young, and I think I don't want to scare her frightened. Yeah. Um, but what I did notice, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, um, when I was getting my pedicure, yes, I was surrounded by girls who were 13 and 14, and they were all getting full acrylic sets on. Jesus. Um, 
And I just thought, shouldn't you be riding a BMX through the bush and smoking ciggies? <laughs> One, how come you have the money to get your nails yeah, done? Yeah. Two, why would you want to get your nails done? You know, I blame it all on bloody Kim Kardashian. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I blame it all on Kim Kardashian. <laughs> all of it. Anything to do with the with the gross sexualization of girls, you know, I blame it on them. Because we all allowed it. These ridiculous women came to the fore and everyone just went, ah, instead of just going, this is not right. I've written, I've been reading a lot of articles. Gosh, that was a very gross generalization and not researched at all. But I don't like them. They annoy me. I think it's vacuous and I think it is they a don't large, actually give much they are a large contributor to the dumbing down of our entire society. There you go. That was very, a bit more specific, wasn't it? Very influential, Kim. Yeah. And Why? Why? Are we all that vacuous? Yes, no, because it's all come down to a popularity contest at the moment. And this is why Trump gets Kim in, because then everyone who loves Kim Kardashian equates him, oh, she must think he's all right, so he must be all right. It's all about numbers now. Mm -hmm. And I've been reading a lot about Instagram and body images and these young girls. Like, I just... (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't do it. No. I couldn't do it. They say that Instagram is the number one social media platform that causes the most mental health, oh, depression, wow. FOMO. It's actually really stupid and dumbing down. I only use it for funny things or to link to my writing or something like that. Yeah. But oh, I love it. I love it. But I don't I follow love your Instagram stories. But I don't follow anyone. You know, I don't follow anyone that's vacuous. No, no. Well, neither do I. Apart from you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I do carry on about the big issues, don't I? Yeah, yeah, so do I. I like to take a photo of a bird. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh. But anyway, I need a bloody break. How many long have we been going for, Dust? Oh, I don't know. Because I need a cup of tea. 20, 26 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay, we're going to come back with we're a break. Back. Um, I've got to go and lower my blood pressure now. Oh, is that better? Oh, well, we're back. Welcome back to the Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're with your host, Mrs. Woog. Oh, and and myself, my lovely self, Mrs. Berry. Okay, and if you just if you've if you've been listening before this, we were talking about personal grooming, and I just got a quote here from one of our followers, the divinely named Violet Rose Ifans McDonald. Can I read it to you? Oh my goodness, what a name! I'm a minimal maintenance kind of woman, bush gardener, if you will. My personal clap back to society's body shaming of women has been to refuse to shave my pits or my legs and grow my hairs long with all the greys I've earned. Oh, sorry. That was me. God. When I was dating in my 40s, I found that body hair was a very effective dickhead filter. I saved my efforts for keeping my teeth in good nick, eating healthy, good healthy foods, plucking the funky facial hairs and occasionally dyeing my hip-length hair an outrageous colour. As my dear friend Janet Fraser said... All the time I save in body hair removal, I devote to the revolution. P.S. I'm fast heading for 54. A two-time reproductive cancer survivor has helped me prioritise things that really matter to me. Wow. And there I was about to tell you about how my asshole's hairy and I need to do something about it. <laughs> Maybe you should take a leaf out of Violet. No, I, I don't like having a hairy butthole. I don't know if I have a hairy butthole. But, but you can feel it. Well, I obviously don't have one then. No. Hmm. This is not awkward at all. <laughs> but I totally get you, Violet, and I actually do agree. I think I have hairy pits. I, sh- I get rid of everything else, but I have hairy pits because 
I like I like it. I feel like it's my little protest. Fuck you to the. But I like having everything else done because it feels good. <laughs> What's next up on our agenda, Kim? Um, oh, so I, that, that's why I was going to tell you. Like the hairy asshole was the segue into um, because I cancelled my regular waxing appointment this month um, due to financial predicaments and uh, things like car insurance, no car registration. Um, I hate that. Ugh. It's just the government, like. So get this, you know, I've got to get it registered, but of course someone swiped the my mirror off like a couple of weeks ago. So of course now I've got to get that fixed because it won't pass if it doesn't have that fixed. And ah, oh, yawn, so boring. Um, so anyway, but I've just now decided because everything's sort of starting to grow back, I'm I'm just going laser. I'm going to laser it. You're going to have a lasered asshole. Yeah. Should I get it bleached as well? I don't care. I really. <laughs> I love you, but I really don't care. I mean, I'm totally a Kardashian then, aren't I? Yeah, exactly. that's something else I completely rage about. Like, who the fuck bleaches their asshole? I don't care. <laughs> like, seriously. And there was some suggestion that we're going to talk about sex on your period this year. No, we're not. Yeah, it's awesome. No, we're not going to go Are there. Are you going to gag? No, don't. We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> but I do have a couple of things I want to point out. Kiri Conrad. Yes. Asks, why am I either freezing cold or sweating hot and not in between? Yes. Well, I don't know the answer today because <laughs> I'm asking that question too. Um, where would uh, Ruth ask where to find a luscious pair of winter slippers? Well, on my feet, um, my friend, the Divine Miss M, bought me these slippers and they're from a very, very fancy French shop um, and they're called Ruby and Ed and they're large. I don't know. Just go to... The, just go to... Target. They're actually really nice. They are they're, lovely. Yeah, they're they? quite cute. But I do believe that good slippers make the woman. Really? Mm-hmm. I have a pair at home that I think I paid six bucks for from Target. Um, they, they seem to work. Yeah. Oh, and I must have been Kmart. Uh, why are we all agonising at 3.30 Oh, someone says a meridian malfunction. Oh. What does that even mean? Ruth Jones, who I admire very much um, and who I've been lucky enough to meet, uh, a physical, emotional, or chemical shock. Oh, is that what a merid- is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I thought you had a meridian malfunction because of those things. Oh, anyway, we we don't know, but I'm I'm up with you. And sometimes I even do a roll call. <laughs> <laughs> roll call, insomnia, anyone out there? You'd be surprised how many people are there. Oh. Okay, Beverly. Why does Shark Week affect our self esteem and self worth? You'd think I'd have worked out after 36 years yes. of Grand Week. Yes. I was. I responded to say I am exactly the same. Like every period, self-confidence, everything evaporates. And I have this week to 10 days of this complete like existential doubt about my worth to anyone. Um, like, I actually why? just it's finished exhausting. writing a, an article commissioned by a big farmer of all places. But... Premenstrual and perimenstrual and menstrual brain fog is a real thing. I think I've talked about this before. Yes. You do start to doubt yourself. And you've just got to say, no, that's your, not you speaking. That's the crazy hormone speaking. Again, you're not alone. Mm, yeah. Um, oh, can I tell you about my weekend last weekend? Yes, please. So Grovey was, a, Grovey was 11 last week. And because his birthday is in June, in July, I should say, that's another funny story. So he is the fourth child. Yep. So um, 
I remember once having a fight with my mum over what day, has the day of his owned, birthday. Has he ever owned a piece of clothing that is brand new? Oh, no, he has. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, he has. Uh, but, um, yeah, I remember having a fight with mum once about how old he was and what day, the date of his birthday. And I was adamant it was the 3rd of July. And she's like, I'm pretty sure it's the 2nd. And I'm going, I, I do believe the phrase, I am his mother, as if I don't know when he is born, came out of my mouth. I know where this is going anyway. And then she went upstairs and I had to go over to the filing cabinet and find his birth certificate. And sure enough. It was the 2nd? Yeah. That's like me. I was in an Uber the other day and the Uber driver's going, no, it's telling me to go left. I said, mate, I know where I live. And he was trying to argue with me. About where you live. About how you live. And he's like, no, you don't. You live down here. And I'm like... <laughs> so, um, yeah, I do believe actually for the New South Wales Department of Education, his birthday is actually the 3rd of August. So, yeah, good luck to your son. You'll be right. Oh, his passport will be interesting. Don't, uh, don't let the door hit you on the ass on your way out fourth um, child though. so fourth, fourth child. child and so but normally his birthday falls in the school holidays for some reason we're all out of sync this year and so he has never had a birthday party since he's been at school mm-hmm. so you had one so we had one we had a sleepover oh with, jesus with six of his friends i took them to see the incredibles too oh was it good it's actually excellent. Yeah, I love the Incredibles. Yes, it was very good. But they were so loud. It's a group. They are a group of like like mini alpha males. Like they just yell. They don't talk in normal tone voices. Like Jasper and his friends, they're just so civilized. In fact, Jasper did say to me at one point, he was like, oh, they're so loud and obnoxious. And so, um, yes. So I had them over. I bought a $65... I bought a $65 platter of sushi. Yeah, that's catering right there. They ate it. Well, this is the whole thing. Once you, you know, you know, like I've d- I'm done busting my guts for no. kids' birthday parties and, you know, which of course still killed me. Bought this thing. They ate it in like three minutes. It was like rats on a carcass. I've never <laughs> like seen anything buzzing. like it. It was just like, it was like it went from a, a whole, you know, a whole cow to a skeleton in like three seconds. And I just went, like what else am I what we were going to make anyone want toast we were going to to make dumplings but once they were all there and I sort of got their vibe I went I can't cook with this these are like this is volume these are savages like it's like trying to trying to do a barbecue for the NRL team so I got we got to the we got to the movies I threw popcorn at them and then well, just almost at the end of the movie, I ordered Domino's and we walked in the door and three minutes later, the Domino's arrived. And I felt like, I felt like the catering like queen. Oh, you would have been so popular. They were all just like, oh, Domino's. Like, and then that was all gone. I don't know what it is with teenage boys and Domino's. I think it's repugnant. Yeah, it's foul. It, it's so, it's like they move from Maccas to Domino's. Yeah. And then yeah. they just, oh, yeah. Absolutely gross. Um, yes, so that was that, and then we had a then we had a concert, Jasper's musical theatre concert, and then I had the family over for Grover's birthday, and then Monday he had the day off. Monday again. He had the day off, and then Grovey did, and then he and just um, he and Felix and I went to New Shanghai for lunch. Oh, and then we went to Japanese barbecue and crow's nest for dinner. So basically, just ate. I think I spent a thousand dollars on him over that weekend. I just went. That has just made up for the last five years of neglect. 
He did love it though. Oh, he did. He, he told me it was boy. the best. He told me he it was the best weekend boy. of his life. Now, can I ask you a question? Yes. In the leafy suburb that I live, yes. on the leafy North Shore, which you actually grew up in, I did. There is a mass exodus in these school holidays that everyone goes to Europe. But yeah, what is that? There is nobody around. I'm going to lie down on the main street and live there for like that because they all holiday in Europe. Who has the money to well, take I their entire family? I am going to Thailand. That's two of you. I'm going to Thailand on a fucking one of those escape deals where you pay $45 end up <laughs> sleeping in a garage out the back of someone's house <laughs> in Bangkok. But just like families of six yeah. going to Europe and summering in Croatia. And yeah. I'm so jealous. I know. Jasper actually said to me, um, he came home the other day and he went, all my friends are going away. I went, are they? going there why going there and like and he goes mm, just how the other half live i guess <laughs> like is it warmed out <laughs> i went oh i suppose at least he's learnt that at 12 oh i wish we could take this podcast overseas oh god what would they make of us oh they wouldn't get us at all no speaking of which my husband didn't get one of my jokes this week and <gasps> it made me question our very relationship yeah but i don't think i got it either what what was it again we were in that part of Willoughby Road where it's just kitchen displays, yes, yes. kitchen designers. It's like 10,000 yes. in a row. We're sitting in the it's lights. It's like hairdressers in Surrey Hills. Yes. And How I'm could sitting, there be so many? And I'm sitting at the lights and I said to Alex, darling, I think we should do some kitchen remodeling, but I can't for the life of me work out where we should start looking. And he's like, <laughs> I said, where would we find heaps of different kitchen warehouses? He goes, oh, good. I said, oh, Miss Divine Miss M would have got it by that. Yeah. Because we were surrounded by them. And I'm thinking, we actually don't have much in common. <laughs> well, he doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't eat anymore, does well, he's he? He's a vegetarian now. Yeah. Um, and he's a fitness fanatic. I find the vegetarian thing quite interesting. If we went to if we went to the few and had some beers and got burgers, would he eat like a meat burger or would he have oh, a mushroom burger? Oh, if you had burger? a few. Oh, he probably get a mushroom burger. Disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. Not the man I married. No. Um, you did point that out to him at one point, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, did. I'm a happy marathon one. Another happy marathon moment. <laughs> Marriage is fucking hard. Oh, it's so, so hard. hard. No one tells you that. It's you so know, hard. In, my, in my new job, because it's a startup and. and it's full of millennials. Full of millennials. Yeah, Jesus. Um, because the company's still really small, when, when people have lunch, we all just meet and have lunch around the table and it's really lovely because there's people from all different backgrounds and all different skill sets and so different types of personalities and we have the most interesting conversations and it's just fascinating talking to some of the younger generations the young what are they talking about, about relationships and they all seem to have got their shit together yeah they're far more articulate about that stuff than we ever were at that age we were just Talking all about getting laid yeah and just Going down the pub. Going down the pub. Going for a dance. We weren't getting up and doing yoga on a Saturday morning. And then going to the farmer's markets. That's what they do. I know. I know. And they were sort of talking about... None of them have a substance abuse problem. No. Although I think they're all pretty high-functioning substance (laughs) abuse problems, probably. Wish I could have a high functioning substance abuse problem. <laughs> Wish I had money to even consider having a substance abuse problem. <laughs> it just frightens the shit out of me, to be honest. I have more talk there. 
I know. I was saying this to I already rattle enough. I was saying this to a friend the other day. my magnesium and my antidepressant. I'm already living on the edge, Kim. On the edge. No, I was saying this to a friend the other day that... Oh, here's my agent, Tash. Where's she? Oh, she's at the Mona Surf Rider Western Resort and Spa in Hawaii. Oh. Thanks. Having a lovely time. Uh, yes, that when I was, you know, a late teenager in my 20s, I was too scared to take drugs because I was convinced that they'd be laced with, you know, Ajax and I would, um, you know, be killed and then oh, what would that? my mum say? And then I had kids and now I'm at the point and now I'm like, well, now I can't take them because I've still got kids and I don't have the money. So, <laughs> well, you know, that I was Anna... 70 the first time I, you know, have a molly. Anna is that Wood. how you say it? I don't know what even that means. That's MDMA. Oh, I don't know. But Anna Wood, who's think... that young teenager, had one ecstasy tablet and died. Yeah. That was the, <laughs> that was the <laughs> catalyst. That's the salient lesson for our generation, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we should not laugh about that. That's terrible. No, but that was, yeah, that was, that but just speaking confirmed. of Speaking of cultural differences, there's a little thing here called arts and culture. What yes. have you got to share with the group? This I, week, went, I went to the art gallery yesterday. Well, you only went because you're telling people. Do you know what I mean? That you can say it. Yes. So it's like, how do you know someone is vegan? They oh. tell you in the first five seconds, <laughs> meeting them. I went to see the pictures in the Archibald Prize. Oh, who won this year? And yet again, a painting that I barely even glanced at was the one that won. Oh really? Who was it? I don't know. I'm going to Google that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was a. I think it was a woman. It's a picture of a woman. But I seriously sort of looked at it and went, "No, that's not my thing." And kept moving, and then saw all these incredible pictures and was like, "Surely that? Where's the fine? Where's the winner little sticker?" And then we had actually left, like the 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 exhibition. And the w- little winner's sticker. Yeah. Okay, I'm still trying to find out. Yeah, I love the Archibald. It is great. I remember when I used to be a trophy wife. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Put that in the show notes. Trophy wife. I remember when I used to be a trophy wife, which meant I was uh, the wife of a young executive who uh, used to go to events wearing old bridesmaids dresses because my husband... At the time, was working for Goldman Sachs, right? Oh, I so, see. And this is when, like, they would splash a bit of cash around. And yeah. They'd have these massive, big events, and I'd yeah. just turn up in my hot pink taffeta bridesmaid dress from Ness's wedding. Um, oh, God, that's too good. And just get really pissed. Did you have, did you have matching court shoes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was loud and mouthy, and he would, like, shut up, shut up. Anyway, so one time, um, one of the things that we used to have to do is go to the... Archibald, oh, yes, for a private function with all the clients. So you um, can imagine how bored I was. But I remember I was really, when I was a real young trophy wife. Yeah, I went along to drinks or a Christmas party, and it was on yeah. the Endeavour. Oh, you know the boat down yeah, at yeah. Darling Harbour, and and I said to his boss, a man called Mister Snowball. I said, Mister Snowball, <laughs> isn't it a magnificent restorative job they've done on this boat? And he looked at me and he said. This is a brand new boat, and the real endeavour is like on the bottom of the ocean floor near Tahiti. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, shrimp, look at that. Can I refresh your drink? Yeah, and I tried to be who I wasn't, and I just never oh, worked out. Never works. Never worked out. No. 
No. And all the other trophy wives were really good at it. You know, they were thin. Trophy and work. Tro- being a trophy wife is hard work. Oh, no, all those gym sessions. Gym, the personal trainer, the constant, the, the constant, you know, paranoia that your husband's off boofing someone else. I know. Like, all that Lucy energy. from accounts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it did go on. Of course it does. It did go on. I should actually... You don't, get, you don't get personalities in that type of business who don't behave like that. Oh, no. And that's why Mr. Wu had to leave. Yeah. He just... I mean, you always like. Yeah. He just hated it. Anyway, she doesn't work there anymore. And I'm no longer a trophy wife, albeit a failed one. Yes. So that's oh. good that you went to the Archibald. I can totally overtake that story. Yeah, it was quite good. And then we just wandered around for a while and then we went, let's go and get a beer. <laughs> so we're quite classy and cultured like that. Yeah, but I bet you went to a fancy beer shop. We went to The Few. Yeah. Our favourite beer place up on Oxford Street. So it wasn't like that you went down the Telegraph and had a skewer, schooner of nude. <laughs> no, that is sadness. <laughs> Shut up, that's my favourite. <laughs> Uh, every fucking night. What have you been cooking? Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> the Uber Eats campaign continues. Yeah, Uber Eats because I just go, look, I can buy that piece of beef. That's $3. And then I might go and buy 13, 15 bucks worth of vegetables. Yeah. And then I've run out of bloody salt and pepper and olive oil. And then I'm like, by the time I've done it all, I might as well just get a chook <laughs> and chips and a salad delivered from Charcoal Charlie's. But I am going away tomorrow and I am cooking a roast tonight. Okay. I'm finding the roasts my saviour at the moment. Bit yeah, of I meat, do love a bit roast. Of veg, whatever veg is in there. Olive oil, salt and peps, steam off some veggies and you got yourself a dinner. What have you been cooking? You're going to say like asparagus tartare. So, no, no. Just so, so much Mexican. My children, my children are probably walking quesadillas at this point in time. But you know why it's so it's great? It's my least favourite cuisine. Oh, is that? What's yours? Least favourite. Oh, that's going to be... Yeah, but yeah, that's not going to pop out. No, no. I can't even... No, I don't, I don't think I even have one. Um, so, you just get a barbecue chicken. You shred all the chicken off it. You add a 600 gram packet of grated cheese. You add... Yeah, that one. Okay, so the winner of the Archibald Prize is a self-portrait after George Lambert by... Oh, oh Yvette Coppersmith. Winner. Yeah, she looks pretty dour, actually, doesn't she? It just didn't... But I suppose that's good because we're trying to go against... But this is the whole thing, What you know, this is what I like about the Archibald, is they is they give different people... I didn't actually really... The Jimmy it, Barnes portrait. The Jimmy, Parchment, the Jimmy Barnes one. I put up the one that... Um, the one of Alison White, the uh, actress that I just loved. Um, yeah, it was a bit boring. Um... <laughs> Uh, that was Oscar saying go home. That would probably be me telling you to go home. Um, so, yeah, so, you, sorry, the chicken and the cheese, and then you get a large capsicum, maybe even a capsicum and a half, finely dice it, red onion, Spanish onion, finely dice it, and about four to six Roma or normal tomatoes, finely diced, a whole bunch of coriander in a massive bowl. Like, that makes a lot. So if you're feeding half a family, halve all that. Put it in a silver bowl, toss it all. Oh, and I add a packet of spinach, English spinach. So they're getting veggies, they're getting protein, they like, and they just they love it, and they can make them themselves. I make them for dinner, then they'll have them for breakfast, and then I make them, and they take them and eat them cold for lunch. Like, if, is that not a winner? That's a winner. So they're just living on those at the moment. Um, I had another 
I had some sad news earlier this week. Oh, no, really, I can't take too much sad news. Do you remember, probably the last episode, maybe the episode before that, I was telling you how I just wanted a bomber jacket and I couldn't find one and no one had them? Yeah. So H&M have them, mm-hmm. only in the men's section. Turns out I can't wear a bomber jacket. Not many people can, love. Really? Nah. There's Ruby Rose can wear a bomber jacket and that's about it. Forty-five-year-old. They sit too high on your neck, like they're not up high. They're not like collar, but they sit tight, like a round neck, and then they just come down, and then they, they give just you sit, no shape at all. And then they just sit sort of under the gut, and so I looked <laughs> like a box. I lo- no, I didn't even look like a box. I looked like the Michelin Man. Like I looked like a marshmallow. Same with puppy vest. And I turned around and I looked at Jasper and I said, "What do you think?" And he just went, "No, no, honey, you need a blazer." I don't want a blazer. Blazers are boring. Um, I've got a denim jacket. That looks all right. It's, it's seriously. By the fine, by the time I find something that looks any good, you'll be dead. Well, I'll be dead, and it'll be summer again. You can't be wearing. A and as it is, like I always run hot, so I'm just walking around, you know, in a shirt and an under like a little singlet top and a top and. Oh, I just find we're having ten seasons in one day. Oh, ten seasons in one day. We haven't talked about the weather this I week. I know. Well, yeah, I'm about to blow this shithole and sit on the beach for 10 oh, days. Oh, listen, we cannot, in Sydney, we cannot complain complain about the weather in Sydney. I know, those poor good people in Melbourne. It's just freezing. So my cousin was up from Melbourne last week and she was just like, we just walked down to, you know, a local cafe. And we're all just in, I think her kids were in like a hoodie and, you know, she goes, in, in Melbourne at the moment, you cannot leave the house without, the without an overcoat and a scarf and... Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. But she, her family is going away in January. They're going skiing in Japan. So I've got her house. So I'm taking the boys to Melbourne in January. Oh, fun. I know. Melbourne in January is fucking hot as Hades. I know, though. hot as Hades. But they live in a fancy house because they're quite, you know, well off. Well do you, do you want to know so something? So I'm sure there's aircon. Oh, and they've got a pool. Do you know something interesting? I've just um, ramped up my LinkedIn account because I figured I better actually... Yes. No, what is it? And it lets you see it lets you see who's looked at you. Yeah. So I've got Trish, who's the company founder, director, business development manager. I've got Corey, who's the content and marketing director at Wooshka. Stalker much, Corey. <laughs> and Ryan, who works in hospitality management. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's really interesting to see who lands upon you. And then you'll start getting a couple of people, generally from the Middle East or India, <laughs> who comment on how pretty your eyes are. Because oh, apparently now LinkedIn is the new Tinder. Oh, really? Well, that's exciting. It's quite weird. And we also, honest. Harry and Miller passed away this week too. So he was a bit of a revolutionary character. Was he? Bit of a Sydney iconic character. Yes, I think he was. I don't know. Okay. I believe you. Jesus, starter. We used all our emotional energy in the first half dissing your ex-husband. <laughs> I don't know. Those... What you know? What did he like? What did he really do? He was the first celebrity celebrity agent. You know, we got now Max Markson. So he, so Max Markson is because of Harry and Miller. I don't know if we should be celebrating him that much. He was naughty too, Harry and Miller. He, yeah, and he, but he hooked up with Simone Logue in the end. Oh, so he had a he had a like a, a penchant for a pastry. <laughs> so what? So he was an asshole, and then he finally calms down. His dick probably doesn't work without a tablet, and he settles down. God, listen to me. <laughs> the man is dead. 
And a shout out to Lauren, my beautiful friend, who's uh, Harry's daughter. Oh, who's taken over the agency. So, oh, you're going to be red there. Is this like the? Is this like? It's going very well. Going very well. Is this like putting the putting the the prospectuses out on Harry's bed? No, no, she did. She took over the agency when her dad suffered from dementia, which eventually got him in. Oh God, he suffered from dementia. Now I feel terrible. And he also used to go out with Deborah Hutton. Oh, yes, I remember that too. Mm. Yes. You should feel terrible. <laughs> I hope you're not listening to this, Lauren. Yeah, I'm really sorry, Lauren. That's a terrible thing that you do. She's just laughing now, so I don't even... I think she might have just made you up. No, no. I... Anyway, <laughs> let's not dig that hole any deeper than we've already dug it. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Uh, oh, um... Jeez, Louise. Uh... Getting my hair cut tomorrow? Really? I know. That's not great, is it? No. I need Unless to... you go to my hairdresser, Sash, because then you get champagne. I'll have to, um... Mm. Okay, I need to fix that, don't I? Yeah, that's if that's the best thing you've got on your list, then that's a pretty sad state of affairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I need to fix that. Well, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to going away, of course. Yes. Um, I've been... Uh, trying to upgrade business class with my Qantas points. But How's that working for yeah, you? Yeah, I don't like the word no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you know when people say this, right, when I'm trying to get an upgrade, is it literally like just asking, is there any chance for an upgrade? No, I would what do never. You do? I would never ask that. I'd be so embarrassed. So use your points. So your frequent flyer points. Yeah. So... All of my accounts are linked to my frequent flyer. Every time I spend a dollar at Woolworths yeah. on my card, it gives me a point or something like that. Yeah. So you can actually build up points quite quickly. Yeah. Um, so, no, I think people are quite antsy on social media and ask for upgrades because there might be day-less celebrities that were on Love Island and shit like that. Yeah. But I think you'd have to be a bit of a dick. Yeah. I don't mind getting them on my own points. Oh, I, I, I really want, I really want to know how they decide. Like, you know, when you know how people just go, I scored an upgrade, and suddenly they're in business class. Like, they check in and they get an upgrade. I'm like, how did that happen? Like, why? Well, I mean, they can if you are a frequent flyer member and you're travelling by yourself, and you're like, you might be a platinum member, and they might have overbooked the flights. You know, there's a whole heap of I don't know the science behind. I would like to know the science behind it because if you've ever Flying business class, it's yeah. pretty bloody nice. Yeah. And you get and to then, lie down. And, and then, you, make and then you, you have to go back to Pleb's class. I and know. It's, and you're like, I'm breathing in all the air. Yeah. And, someone, and I always think when a stranger's place, like touching me. And then you see people go to the bathrooms without shoes. Oh. Got it in the end there, didn't we? Oh. oh, anyway, I'm looking forward to that. You're going to find something to look forward to. I'm going to find something to look forward to. Um, um, yeah, okay, I need to do that. And we just um, gonna... oh no, before we go, yes. so why why are you so angry at millennials at the moment? I just don't understand them, and yeah. they talk stupidly. Um, they're everywhere. <laughs> I'm jealous that they're not falling apart like I am. They're in their prime. They're probably going to make sensible decisions. Yeah. Um, they're probably going to buy investment properties. They're probably going to move. I'm jealous because they go overseas and work, and I've I've done that, and I can't see myself doing it again. Yeah. Unless I go and work in an old home 
in Bulgaria and aged people's care home. <laughs> we haven't even been drinking. It would be quite ridiculous this episode. I know. I've got to go because, you know, Oscar's got a dodgy foot. And Oscar's got a dodgy foot. I need to go and, and um, steam clean my white bikinis. Oh, of course. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm yes. just not ready. Are you bikini body ready? Oh, yeah, I've got a bikini. Put it on. Oh, I have a tankini because I'm a tank. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us with the hot flush. Uh, next time I see you, I will have... Um, a tattoo and a tan and some if you're not in a, If you're not in a bintang t-shirt. I'm not going to Bali, darling. Oh, I'll be in a singer t-shirt. A singer. <laughs> oh you. my God, you're going to be over there. You're going to be over there with the whole, the boys coming out of the cave. Oh God, I can't even look at the news. I just, oh, anyway. Uh, so, uh, I just, yeah. It's oh, just, it's perilous. It is. Perilous. And those divers, oh my God. And like, we must shout out to the brave soul who's already lost his life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes me think of a seal. Navy seal diver can't do it. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully everything, wishing everything for a good outcome. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And it's like, we like to say... I've got a hair on my chin. No, just keep plucking. <laughs> <laughs>